Hello and welcome to the Morning Skate Podcast. I am Matt Moody, joined by DJ Mitchell to walk through April 20th NHL Daily Fantasy Slate. Uh, DJ, here on Tuesday, it is 420. How you doing, my friend? Pretty good, I guess. Yeah, it's, uh, I live in New York now, so I can get as much marijuana leaves as I want, I think, maybe. Um, so yeah, no, i uh, excited to cover, wait, seven games? Oh, yeah, it is seven, a seven-game slate because... Buffalo and Boston is at 630 because why not? Um, but sure. yeah, no, it'll be a good time. A lot of repeats. I, like Almost every game is either a repeat from Monday night or Sunday night, I think, except for maybe two. So it'll be fun. It'll be really fun. Absolutely. Um, yeah. How are you doing? I'm, uh, I'm doing well. My big purchase uh, over the weekend, I bought a second mouse. Mm. so that I no longer need to switch between laptop mouse and laptop, like, you know, laptop trackpad with my two laptops. Um, so, you know, I'm feeling like a big, you know, a big high roller, um, rocking the sweet setup of two different laptops and no longer need to use the trackpad on one of them through sheer necessity. Um, so I just, you know, splurged for that good old second mouse. Um, and yeah, that's really, you know, the, the main thing because yet again i spent another weekend just getting you know uh i, I missed the cash line by 0.2 i think on sunday's main slate and i was the only person to play dustin Tokarski, who dj as you know full well with 15 seconds left decided ah, why don't you just score this goal and it also uh kicked did, a groin would have been a save did you see my tweet I Dustin, know you tweeted I, about I, it. I, Dustin Zakarski must have had the over because he just yeah. let Bluger score. I mean, like, not literally, obviously, but, like, Bluger comes in. It was not real even bad. at a great angle. Just wrist shot, just beats him. I was like, oh, yeah, that's Dustin Zakarski. I forgot that he was still terrible. Like, oh, uh, but it was it was the sort of goal that you would have expected to be scored in the last 15 seconds if you knew he was my goalie and you knew – uh, that I was the only person in the contest with him as my goalie and that he was yeah. going for the, the save bonus as well. And of course it ended up killing me because I finished in 15th and 14 people cashed. And that's, you know, like it's the min cash, but the min cash is always help when, uh, you know, you're playing at the higher stakes. So yeah. uh, that yeah. was a little frustrating and that's, uh, you know, kind of leads right into Monday night where of course I, you know, just rode along with the uh, Kadobin chalk and you know 7200 for a what minus 230 favorite never a bad idea but um you know it definitely sucks because what exactly we thought would happen did happen he seemed like 20 shots he might still get the win and ballast out but uh pretty crazy because now we go to the tuesday slate same matchup and the goalie's 8200 so um you know just kind of funny to see that happen and of course miss out on another Vasilevsky uber smash you know fabulous game um at one million percent ownership when you know the correct play theoretically was Kadovin but doesn't matter because when you're Saul and Sissima you just play whoever the fuck you want and if you're playing guys against your own goalie well guess what they score on your goalie and you still get the win and it just doesn't matter so nothing matters anymore uh good have a good slate oh, Tuesday guys we wait, wait. <laughs> you, you want to know you want to know what like how little things matter on this Tuesday slate Matt who is the most expensive defenseman for the New York Islanders <laughs> Um, yes, priced higher than uh, Ryan Pollock is, uh, you know, none other than Sebastian Ajo. Uh, you know, yep. that's Sebastian Ajo. Um, 
the, the one that plays defense for the Islanders, Sebastian Ajo. Yeah, the just, one who Braden Coburn is above on the depth chart. Yes, that's Sebastian Ajo. Now, to be completely fair to Sebastian Ajo, in his three games he's played, he does have a goal and an assist. So, I mean, fourteen point one points for Sebastian Ajo. Uh, I think it's back in play after his last time out in like freaking February or something ridiculous. Now March 18th, not that long ago, but irregardless, let's get into it. We were going to spend way too long talking about seven games if we go at this pace. So I'm down to get right into center, but I'll just run through the games really quickly. We have the Rangers at the Islanders. Um, this one is uh, not a repeat, actually. This is one of the few not repeats, um, but I'm sure they've played it multiple times this year. We have Carolina at Tampa, a rematch from Monday. Columbus at Florida, a rematch from Monday. The Devils at Pittsburgh, not a rematch. Um, Pittsburgh lost to the Sabres, so who knows <laughs> if they're going to change anything, but um, I expect Pittsburgh one to be pretty popular against the Devils, who have given up just touchdowns worth of goals lately. Um, Detroit-Dallas, as you already mentioned, is a rematch. From Monday, Toronto at Vancouver. Vancouver's got about 97 games coming up. They get the really impressive, cool win against Toronto in overtime. Bo Horvat carries them to victory in overtime. And finally, Anaheim at LA. We haven't seen the Kings in quite some time. They come back to play arguably the worst team in hockey at this point, although the Sabres still are the Kings at the bottom. So with all that being said, Matt, is there anything you want to cover off the top? I mean, there's a lot to get to with Toronto you want to mention this or you just want to go right into center? Yeah, I mean, sure, Toronto's kind of a mess. And then we do have a couple really obvious value spots too emerging. So I guess just to sort of, you know, quickly go over what we're looking for, the, the main points on this slate, um, I think begins with Toronto. Uh, as we know, DJ, um, both Zach Hyman and William Nylander will miss. Uh, sounds like Mikheyev will also miss. And that's just a lot of minutes. It's a lot of power play usage that needs to go to other guys. Um, we don't have official word on this, but we're expecting to see that on Tuesday, um, you know, maybe in pregame skate or not pregame morning skate or whatever, you might get units more uh, specifically, but a guy like Nick Robertson should be a very uh, obvious value on this slate. Obviously a guy like Galchenyuk, a um, bit more expensive, but could be a power play one candidate and then sort of the standard, you know, Wayne Simmons, um, you know, just minutes bump and maybe you just get the, the fluke goal and three shot on goal type game from him um, at a very low salary. So just a few guys there who just could step into larger roles. Um, and then these prices on Florida, um, especially Gusev, just ridiculous. Uh, Gusev was like 50% owned on the Monday slate, the exact Worth same it. matchup. Um, yeah, he's great. He had another three yeah. shots on goal. I don't think he scored. Um, so, you know, it was a disappointment, relatively speaking. But you'll always take a guy on the top power play, playing with Barkov and playing 20 minutes. I mean, he didn't. He wasn't playing a bit role. He played 20 minutes on the top power play. So Gusev is definitely, you know, a guy that we're going to be wanting to play. And, of course, that gives you the salary to fit in guys like Matthews. And then also this Carolina-Tampa game, which just is so cheap. Um, you can get basically yep. anyone you want from it. So, yeah, that's sort of the quick overview of the slate. Um, let's start, you know, at the top of the center position, though. I don't know how much there is to say about Matthews and Barkov, but uh, may, might I uh, convince you that Sidney Crosby, the Pittsburgh one stack, maybe that blows everything out and people yeah. be like, nah, screw Matthews. Like, they, they sucked. Um, I don't know. I, I don't think that happens. Like, I think Matthews would be way more popular than Sid, but what are your thoughts there? 
I'm definitely going to have a full Pittsburgh one stack that I'm not going to even sugarcoat it. Like that will exist in my lineups for sure on Tuesday. Um, but where it isn't, I think I'll have a lot of Matthews and Barkov because you can get pieces with them. So incredibly cheap. Now, obviously we don't know if Robertson is going to play with Matthews. Um, I, I highly doubt it being as Galchenyuk and Marner were his partners and it's been pretty successful. Although last game they let in two goals um, against, which wasn't great. The, the big question is Nylander obviously already confirmed not going to play. That opens up a top a top power play spot. So if we get any confirmation, that is Nick Robertson. Like that stack is in play. And I did pull some stats on him from the OHL just to give people that don't really follow the prospects a little taste of what Nick Robertson um, is all about. He in his final year with 46 games for the Peterborough Pete's had 55 goals. He averaged 1.87 points per game and 255 shots in 40 six games, which is about five and a half, a little over that for shots on goal per game. Um, obviously it's a bit of an adjustment that was 1920. So, you know, it's a bit of an adjustment coming to the NHL, but just shows you he's a rate shooter, not afraid to shoot the puck from anywhere. Those stats would stack up against any of your top shooting prospects. Um, and in, you know, in limited minutes, he still has put the puck on at a good bit. So you can, I think afford a lot of these top pieces is what I'm getting to and get correlated pieces. We're not positive yet with how correlated they're going to be, but his minutes have progressively gone up and they should only go up more with these guys out in Mikheyev and Nylander. So all that being said, the top three centers are incredibly attractive. I will be getting multiple lineups with multiple like variations of uh, Matthews, Barkov and Crosby. Um, and yeah, that that's seems, a wrap on that. That seems pretty smart. Um, yeah. You know, he's a guy that we've been obviously, uh, looking toward, if, especially the Toronto prospect watchers for a while, and this seems like the absolute nut spot to, you know, for him to sort of be introduced not only to the lineup because obviously he's been skating, but into a pretty prominent role. So um, I'm not expecting that it'll be under the radar, so to speak. But there are a number of value spots, you know, Kusev and things like that. Um, uh, Alex Barry. Boulay or whatever the hell his name is like you know those guys are still there so we could see some you know separation of ownership just based on that alone um so i do really think that's a great way to play matthews and get some correlation whatever else um i think the first guy who will go pretty unowned is mika zabinijad like there's just such good arguments to play matthews barkov and sid um that i think people will make that happen with you know relative ease I don't think people will find themselves on Mika. Um, And frankly, I just don't think I will either. Like the Rangers had a real nice time beating up on the Devils for four straight games. Um, I just, I don't see the Rangers really dominating the the Islanders team. Um, I don't know. It's certainly a good GPP spot if you're willing to be bold, but the prices just don't really make enough sense for me to, you know, to really make a strong argument. If I were going to Rangers, I would probably just play Strom Panarin and, you know, not try and get cute there and save a little bit of money in the process. But um, otherwise, when we go down the list, we have Vinny Trocek, 6,900, kind of the only overpriced quote unquote player from this game. uh, If we're being, you know, like point per dollar sensitive, I think that Vinny Chocek probably projects the worst, but I do really like this Aho point and then the respective wingers on uh, both sites being, or uh, both teams. Being... Which Aho? <laughs> I was going to sorry. <laughs> uh, you know, the, the good old Carolina <laughs> Aho, of course. Okay. Um, so, 
you know, when, when you're looking at Braden Point, you have this Alex, ABB. That, that's what the broadcast is calling him. Let's just do that. Alex uh, Barry Boulay um, came in. Basically, you know, people were talking about him very similar to a Carter Verhage. Uh, for the older folk, uh, that's honestly pretty similar to a uh, Jonathan March or so. Uh, that just seems like the player he was, the player he's, you know, profiling as in the minors. Not a huge shot generator, but definitely a good one. 2.6, playing top power play. Um, I didn't get a final minutes count, but he seemed pretty involved on uh, on Monday night. So no problem stacking point with ABB and Andre Palat because Palat's like 5K, way too cheap um, for a guy of his stature. And then same, similarly with Ajo, you have a, our Andre freaking – jeez, I can't even speak today. Uh, Andre Svechikov at 5,200. Like, he just – you know, he's out here putting up four – you know, three, four shots a night. Um, he, has, he has goals in three straight games now. Like, this is finally – this is finally it. Like, you know, this is the freaking uh, Svechikov we've been touting for a fucking month now and just getting nothing. And he's here. And yeah, it's a tough matchup, but Carolina's a real good team. So especially if it's McElhaney, which it almost certainly will be, uh, like, you know, bombs away on Carolina, in my opinion. So that's what I'm thinking about the center position. Like, I really like Ahu in this mid-range, but anyone uh, anyone else sort of stand out to you? Like, a, you know, Kopitar or something like that, uh, no. pique your interest? Uh, Tavares, I think that, you know, whether you play Matthews or not, like I, you kind of touched on it, but he actually had the direct correlation to uh robertson so at five on five and if we get power play confirmation like those three guys together maybe or you just if you just pivot off matthews in a couple lineups with Tavares, like that could work out and be a little bit more contrarian um i mean I, i'm pretty in on toronto like i know they lost last time out to vancouver in the hallmark story but uh, i think they could dominate this one vancouver loses edler they had tyler myers play in 30 minutes i mean get real like <laughs> um they yeah they're just no way like uh so I'm, I'm pretty in on Toronto tomorrow so I I don't mind that then getting cheaper I mean I, I don't mind a guy like Bo Horvat but I just don't think there's like a you know he kind of like that 30 point game that he had a fantasy point game he had um against Toronto I don't know how replicable that is for him just really hasn't been like an elite elite rate shooter and getting towards 6k seems a little bit high I think people will be on it because of how crazy of a good game he had but i think you already kind of covered the right guys there uh in point and aho so i'm probably getting a, a good bit cheaper and like i've already mentioned i'm spending up at center i'm finding value pieces elsewhere in gusev and uh robertson so it, it's going to be a bit of a stars and scrubs and the scrubs are going to be good players that are at wing and the stars are going to be the centers so i yeah, i will get cheaper maybe a couple times to find a contrarian piece that i like but i'm not going to be bull- bullish on that by any stretch yeah, um, I mean, I, I, I think I reiterate some of what you're saying. You know, other pieces we could quibble here, you know, all day about certain things. But uh, in general, I think your approach is sound. Um, I was sort of considering Kopitar because, like, we just have this insane like matchup in terms of pace. Like, you know, Anaheim's given it up to everyone. LA has had some pretty competitive numbers uh, lately, so it's not like LA's been playing some terrible hockey. Um, and frankly, I kind of just want to like, you know, screw the numbers on Kopitar being slightly overpriced at 6,700 and just say like, you know, he's a guy who has a ton of upside. Um, 
for his price, yeah, he's got a you know really low floor as well. You can put up 2.83, like, but he's going to play 20 something minutes. And if they put up four or five goals, Kopitar should be involved. So um, I really like stacking him with Brown and Ayafalo, just going full on stack. Um, Cause you know, it, it's just not that expensive, I think, relative to the upside it has. Um, and, you know, similar argument, I guess, for Rupe Hints, because Hints has been just unbelievable, scored another goal against Detroit here. And, you know, like the upside there is just unparalleled. So I might wind up playing one of those guys on a main GPP team, um, you know, with Matthews, but I'll probably try and play Matthews and Barkov. So let's let's get cheaper, you know, few sort of touchdown. Let's try and find some punts. Uh, Max Domi, a healthy scratch for Columbus, does throw some things into uh, at least consideration. So, uh, DJ, any thoughts on like Roslovich or Texier um, or anyone else cheap uh, cheap at center? Uh, I think you kind of touched on the main two. Um, yeah, Max Domi's been pretty bad, honestly, like as like a player with all the metrics and everything. So I think that it's pretty warranted. I'm not going to be heavy on Columbus against Florida, but um, – I think you could talk me into it. Rostovich's biggest problem is he's just not been a rate shooter. So I think if I'm doing it, I'm just like taking Texier at minimum salary because I think that they're not that vastly different of like a play, a viable play, in my opinion. Um, did we get lines officially? Or are we um, just going off of what they did tonight, right? Like, they, like we're saying like, well, we got lines. So did they make any changes? Yeah, so it doesn't saying. seem like they did. They they played Atkinson, okay. Roslovich, Bjorkstrand. Basically, the whole game they played them together, together on the first power play, um, with uh, with Line A and Seth Jones. So honestly, it seems like they're sort of you know maximizing their good players' time on ice, um, which is why I'm kind of interested at you know at this particular moment, but not nothing nothing too crazy. Yeah, yeah, okay, yeah, they're, they're fine. I mean, I think that Texie at minimum salary though is just a good value. Like I, I, I how much better is Vlasovic than Texier as a play? I, I would say arguably, yes. Like he definitely is a better play, but yeah, probably right. not 2,100 worth. Like you're yeah, right. That's what I'm saying. Um, yeah. So that, that's why like, I think like more often than not, I'll just play Texier there. And um, the pieces around either of them are somewhat cheap. I guess it's yeah. pretty expensive. Maybe not like completely priced out of consideration, but almost mm-hmm. as 6,200. So um, did Line A play with Texier? Line A played with Texier at five and five. That's yeah. what I thought. Yeah, yeah. so that, that's just a bit more intriguing to me as, yeah, as, a, no, as a plan. I, I think I agree, and um, yeah, that that's certainly something I don't like a have really a cheap with. two man stack. Yeah. Um, um, other than that, um, is there anyone? I mean, like, would you even consider? Eh, not so. Here's here's a couple of considerations. Zajac points. Yeah, I was going to go yeah. Zajac. Uh, okay. Twenty eight hundred. It's tough because you know Barry Trotz is sitting there going like look this isn't fantasy hockey you because you got asked about Leo Komarov and it's just like I I get it but at some point you should want to score goals um they don't want to score goals they want to win games one nothing in overtime like they did on uh on Sunday night so maybe that happens again but if you can get the Rangers scoring like Zajac Barzell and Eberly should be their main point of offense. So I do think Zajac at 2800 is fine. And then another guy who might be pretty popular is Sam Bennett. Um, he is 2.6 centering Jonathan Huberdeau. You know, that, that seems to work wonders for him on, 
Monday night. He scored a goal. He did take a, uh, I think he took a fighting major with the 10 minute instigator to go with it. So uh, that's, you know, that's what Sam Bennett does. He's mm-hmm. kind of a, you know, he's not a, he like stood a up for enforcer. someone got murdered. Who, did, who got murdered? Was it Gusev? No, I wasn't watching. Someone so got crushed. I don't yeah. know. No one, someone got crushed, and he no one got there. hurt and left the game. So no, that's, no, you know, that's that's all that I really care about. But know. anyway, we did see Bennett get a you know a lick of second power play time. Not that it really matters a ton for He's Florida, uh, but yeah, he scored, and you know the minutes are certainly not a concern of mine. It's just because he got the ten minute misconduct that he only played eleven minutes. So he was on track to have a real nice night. Two point six though absolutely uh, load that one back up so there's your center position i don't think that's too complicated there's a lot of good options and i don't think you need to get too crazy with your you know alternatives your pivots because i do think we listed a number of you know not not every guy we mentioned can be owned um so let's start over at wing with artemi panarin mitch marner jake gensel i'm gonna stop it there because frankly i don't think pavelski hornfist rust sort of belong yep. in that same tier nope. so Panarin Marner Gensel like do you have a lean here uh, you know you probably can't play two of them so where are you going no I yeah I, I just I really quickly like maybe an underrated type of situation but Artemi Panarin has 52 points in 34 games now like this guy should be hard considered um at this point playing all the minutes I I could certainly see how you could talk yourself into it well, I mean, well, sorry. Wait, you can't give Panarin the heart trophy for the second year in a row. Oh. Oh, wait, no. Oh, wait. Settle won it last year. And he's, you know, how about I had, like, this weird moment again where I was like, wait a minute. Like, I know it wasn't him, but, like, <laughs> um, yeah, no. Like, I, I guess the more the point I'm making is, like, it, you're going to get a guy that is heart considerable. I wouldn't say completely unowned, but, like, I can't imagine many people are going to be playing him. Um, I don't think models will like him. I don't think it'll be something like, I mean, obviously opponent rank one because the Islanders just suffocate everyone. But if you want to get weird, I, I definitely think he's in play. Um, Marner, I think will be the most owned player in this tier just because of how good he's been. And like the shots have been there. The points really haven't in the last few games. And if you're playing Matthews, like it just, it seems too good to be true that this stack could could go for a, you know, a, you know, a 60 point between Matthews and Marner or something stupid. So um, I'm in on that, but if you're playing Gensel, you should probably have Crosby, um, maybe even Rust. I, I just don't really see how you wouldn't put all of them together because it's pretty unlikely, even on a you know, seven game slate that the winning lineup is just going to have Gensel in my opinion, just because they're so heavily correlated. Um in every facet. And, and if Pittsburgh, you know, runs house on New Jersey, like the Rangers did, you know, it could, it could be the stack. And Matt, I know you have some numbers on Pittsburgh against the devils. I'm not sure if you wanted to, if you have them up. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's, it's but. just um, to be expected, of course, for the penguins against the devils here, but Sidney Crosby has 23 shots in five games against the devils, uh, averaging 17 DraftKings points because he also has two goals and five assists you know, ho-hum, 17 a night, like that'll get it done, you know, <laughs> with the upside there being literally 30. Um, Jake Gensel, even crazier, only 11 shots, but five of those have hit the back of the net, so 18 fantasy points a game for him. And then, of course, you know, the lovely Brian Rust, who seems a little broken right now, don't really know what to do there, um, but only nine shots in five games, four of those hit the back of the net for 15 points per game. So, 
Um, a little bit of shooting luck there, of course, but when you play with Sidney Crosby, some of that's to be expected. Um, the first line has had great results against uh, New Jersey, no question about it. And frankly, New Jersey is not well equipped to stop them. So yeah, this certainly seems like it could be another banner Pittsburgh one night. Um, so, you know, with that in mind, I, I, I don't think you can pick and choose like one piece and feel good about it. I do think you need to stack them. Like you said, you know, Crosby's in the winning lineup. Gensel probably is too. Um, I really like Artemi Panarin up here. I know it's real, real thin um, against this Islanders team at 8,300, but maybe we get a pretty reduced ownership because of that. So that might be the one stand I take and just try and get a little unique. Um, Or I'm just going to go way cheap at the position, you know, uh, like, I don't think there's many arguments to the idea that Nikita Gusev is one of the, if not the best play on the slate. Um, I love Svechnikov at 5,200. And then ABB, uh, Barre Boulet. Like, I have no problem playing him as a one-off as well because on that power play, like, yeah, he, he wasn't the one who chipped in on the uh, Braden Point goal on Monday. But on that power play, he's out there sort of playing where Palat used to. Um, Palat has moved down to either across the formation or kind of behind the net. And it's Barry Boulay taking headman passes to shoot. And that's something that I just love for my players. And 2,600, like, just sign me right on up. I'll, I'll keep eating so those you know, tough games. Yeah, so that's to <clears> me <throat> sort of feels like where I'm going. Um, but anyone else in like its upper mid-tier range stand out to you? I mean, Brock Bester, I don't know if you yeah. watched the game on Sunday. He looked like he was everywhere. Um, yeah, no, I, I think that getting Vancouver, it's still viable. Um, like, I, 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 you know, I like this game to be, a, a, the you know, maybe the one that if you have four or five guys from it, it's the winning lineup. So even though that line with VC and Miller wasn't, you know, the, the winner, um, Surprisingly enough, VZ actually played in the first power play and played 22 minutes as well, just like as a as a point to make here. Like if you like minimum salary Jimmy VC, um, yep, he didn't have a million shots on net or anything. He had you know one shot and one block, 2.8, nothing. But 22 minutes in power play one for a minimum salary guy, pretty cool. Um, played with Besser and Miller, you know yep. Horvat and Hoglin kind of were the guys that yeah at, were I, I'm assuming in some some winning lineups, um, but. That is, you know, let's not take a one-game sample size and treat it as gospel. Like, it could definitely be the probably, you know, more talented maybe, or at least more minutes getting line in Miller, Besser, and BC. So, mm-hmm. I have – and I never have a problem stacking against Toronto, even when I'm playing Toronto. Like, this game could go for <laughs> yeah, nine, no, ten goals. Yeah. Like, I would not be surprised at all. So, it's – again, like, you could get Besser and BC. It's so freaking cheap. Absolutely. And, you know, uh, Zach Hyman going out and Ilya Mikheyev going out. Like, you don't even need to think that William Nylander is some defensive, you know, genius or whatever. Like, you know, his numbers aren't as bad as people love to say because he's an offensively-oriented player. But, like, Hyman and Mikheyev are two of their most defensively reliable players, and they're just not there. Um, I love what you called out about Jimmy VC. Like, he's in a great spot. And Besser coming off that six shot attempt game, like, yeah, of course, you know, you need the net, but six shot attempts, three on going net. I think he easily has five shot upside here. And I like stacking him with, uh, with, with VC as well. So um, I think he's my favorite here. You know, I will be caught dead before I tell you to play Jonathan Huberto, but of course he has, you know, a lot of upside uh, playing with Sam Bennett, the sort of value at center we mentioned. So there's just a ton of value on the board. Um, so just a couple other like higher end names that we should mention. 
Um, Ricky Raquel, 4,900 going against this Kings team. Like, I prefer the Kings, of course, but uh, Raquel is really freaking good too. And he's sub 5K. I know it's much easier to click on a guy like Andre Pilat. Um, but, you know, Raquel's been putting up the shots and I'm not sure you can trust Pilat with that just, just now. Um, so I prefer Raquel as a one-off piece. I, you know, I, I don't know if I prefer him over, say, a Bjorkstrand or a Zadina. Um, but given the matchup, I think I do lean Raquel there. So any other sort of mid-tier wings that you, uh, you know, want to want to give a shout out to? I think Spesnikov is kind of in a class of his own with the price tag, even though it's against Tampa. That might scare some people, but it's not going to scare me. Um, I also think that I, I could have both Robertson brothers. Um, I, I think that, that, ooh, getting real spicy. So uh, th- I definitely think that Dallas is super in play and it's just not priced up that much. Like I expected them to be a little more expensive in this matchup and they're not. Um, but, you know, getting that uh, hints Robertson look is uh, pretty cool and fun. And you pair him with Klingberg or Miro and Miro has been shooting the lights out of the puck again. So um, that there's a lot of really good stacks in play and, and none of them are going to be incredibly high owned because I think mm-hmm. there's just so many. Um and you can afford whatever you want. You just got to find a couple of punts that are in amazing spots and they're freaking there. So um, th- those, those are kind of the two, I think I hold a bit above the rest. And then, you know, I, I like I said, I'm not incredibly interested in this 4K range. I mentioned line A already. Uh, I do think that's viable, but there's not a ton here that I'm going to be all over before I get really, really achieved. And also I just remembered it was Duclair that got murdered, but he was okay. <sighs> Yeah. And Bennett, I remember now. And as soon as I saw his name, I'm like, oh yeah, it was Duclair. He got absolutely freaking crushed. Um, anyways, though, back to what I was saying. Uh, you know, really cheap after that, and that's the kind of the, the angle I'm taking right now. Um, yeah, okay. So just a, one other value spot that I don't, I think, is definitely getting you know down my list in terms of places I want to play. Um, but Jack Hughes has been amazing despite the losses to the the Rangers, you know, he had a really good series against them and coming against Pittsburgh, I feel like he could do the same thing. And right now he's playing alongside of uh, Sharon Govich who shares the first power play with him. He also plays with uh, Qualkinen, but Qualkinen and Wood kind of shifted around on that power play. If Miles Wood plays on a five on five line with Jack Hughes and Sharon Govich, I might talk myself into full stacking that line because, you know, 4,200 for Wood, uh, he's the exact sort of, you know, um, north-south type shooter that I want in low-owned situations. And then Sharon Govich, I mean, he's put up, uh, in his last five games, he only has seven shots on goal, but that's on 21 shot attempts. Like, he's just missing the net for whatever reason. That should normalize. Um and so he's actually been putting up good shot numbers and just, you know, getting a bit unlucky, taking them from a bit further out than usual. But I have no issue thinking, you know, you can get three, four shots from him with the potential for a five shot, you know, ceiling type game uh, with with a couple points involved. So um, any other value? I mean, we've really covered a ton. So yeah, if you I, can't make a lineup yet, I think we should just move on. But uh, anyone else that we missed? It's not even that, like, I think he's unbelievable, but like, Marchment was back with Barkov yeah. and Gusev, so yep. Gusev is the better play for sure. But I think you could convince me to play all three of them together in some yep, capacity. Definitely. But just definitely a, mentioned that. 
Yep, GPP only for Marchman. I've definitely yeah. given up on him sort of, you know, being like the absolute stud play, but he did play, you know, I think he played 19 minutes. So other small angle, I think that's worth at least considering um, is something where you get a little bit creative with Pittsburgh, not overly creative, maybe. Um, like if you think like they absolutely run, like just they win like seven to one or something like that, which I think is in, in the realm of possibilities. And you consider some of these cheaper options like, uh, Rodriguez or Zucker or something like it's okay. Like in, in a game where they lost to Buffalo, you're going to see that line one for them got all the minutes, but in games where they're winning by a lot, they're just not going to be, they're a playoff team. Like it's late in the year. Like they're not going to be running line one, uh, 21 minutes in a game. They're going to handily win. So it, it, in that scenario, which I think is, is at least I could talk myself into getting Zucker, Erod, um, Carter, like th- I'm, I'm considering it for sure, especially because I think yeah. it's going to be almost not owned. Um, in, yeah, you know, Carter, Carter and McCann got priced up, but Zucker just yeah. didn't. So that's, yeah, didn't. You know, that, yeah. that's a guy who I think you could easily play as an onslaught type and, and piece. Erod, the... Erod is a rate shooter, and he had 14 minutes, you know, against Buffalo, assist, shot, uh, um, a shot and an assist. He's playing with Bluger and Aston Reese. He actually assisted on that goal that killed Matt. So I'm sorry about that, Matt. <laughs> um, but he's power play too, so, you know. <laughs> You know, in in this in this really cheap, he's twenty eight hundred. That that that's why he's twenty eight hundred. He could see 16, 17 minutes, and he's power play two for Pittsburgh. And you know, he could be you know a guy that goes. I mean, sub two percent, three percent. Did you say? Like yeah, no, definitely. And and has slate breaking ability. It's going to be hard to talk people into it when you have uh, Barry Boulay. And I mean, I, I could I could rattle off you know VC. How many other guys? Uh, Robertson, all these really cheap guys here. But I think all of those guys have, at least in my opinion, some absolute bust potential. I, I guess Erod does too. I don't want to say he's above them in any competitive. They're, they're all yeah, pretty I, even, but I like Zucker more than Erod, but I get what you're saying. Yeah, and I do think yeah, that. Yeah, I think Zucker's a bit better, but especially in your, you know, if you're making ten lineups, like a a literal lineup that is something like Pittsburgh one, Chris Letang, Mike Matheson, and Jason Zucker or something like that, and just basically say, hey, look, you don't need to be perfect to win a GPP, especially now that they're smaller contests. If you're talking, you know, three K, four K people, you don't need the optimal lineup, and if you get, you know pieces of all five goals but say you know you miss on McCann scoring two or whatever but you have every other piece like you'll be fine um I promise like these onslaughts are very rare um I will shout out um MN Matt in our discord like I mean he's uh just been absolutely smashing all season so you know big ups to him but he's he's been sort of the one you know before each slate sort of going hey guys don't forget like the optimizers want you to play you know three three and then random D stacks. They're like, that's sort of what happens. Sometimes it's four, three, one or whatever. Um, but he's found a ton of success this year, just going, uh, for example, over the weekend, I think it was the Golden Knights and it was uh, the Knights against Anaheim where they had like 50 shots on goal or whatever. And he played, um, I think he played six Golden Knights and it was, you know, it wasn't like he said, oh, I have to play this line. He was like, let me play the best play is on Vegas and hope they all connect for goals, you know, defensemen and forwards. And guess what? He took down the uh, 10 K GPP or maybe it was five K, but like he took down the GPP had the best lineup on the slate and you didn't need the perfect lineup. Um, so I do think that that's, you know, something that uh, we should be considering. It's not to be perfect. It's to be, to be really good. And Pittsburgh is in a really good spot. And I do, I do think you should be creative with how you, employ them in your lineups so um all right 
let's move over to defense um, because we do have some salary to spend, of course, you know, with all these values. We can spend up on guys like Dougie Hamilton, Adam Fox, Victor Hedman. We even get Chris Letang here. Slight discount, pretty good matchup. Um, I don't know about Drew Doughty, but Seth Jones is absolutely in play. Um, and then Klingberg, Riley. I mean, Jesus, there's a lot of dudes who I think you can make your arguments for. Uh, so who at the top piques your interest here? I mean, yeah, first first thing, I don't think I played Drew Doughty all year. And also, I don't know if he ever – has he been in a winning lineup this year? Um, like, I he can't had, recall. He had a three-point game recently, but I don't think he's ever been owned enough to actually be like, oh, you had to have him to win. So yeah, right. uh, maybe okay, not. Just, like, maybe not. Quick, a, a, like, it's not like he's been that bad. Like, I'm not trying to dunk on him. Like, he's actually been surprisingly – better than I thought, even though he's minus like 77, but <laughs> regardless, uh, 30 points for him, like good for him at that age. Um, but yeah, I won't have any of him again. I, I think at the top, I mean, I think I'll have a decent amount of Tang, honestly. Um, he has really taken the rate shooting in all the minutes as of late. And I, I think that he correlates well with all of the Pittsburgh that I want. So I don't think I'm going to be really heavily owned in, on any of these defensemen at the top. Um, I think I'll probably be grabbing a little more value at defense. Not not a crazy amount, but I don't think I'll be super heavy on anyone at the top. If I'm being honest, I think it's going to be a, a small mixture between Latang and Jones, and then probably getting a bit cheaper with guys like Klingberg and Miro. Um, yeah. Miro um, kind of, I think one of my one of the higher rated guys for me on the slate. Yeah, Klingberg too, really either or. I think I am going to find myself just jamming in uh, Hedman with uh, the ABB and just say like, yeah, that's my Tampa power play exposure. And of course, you know, Braden points a great play, but I think Victor Hedman at 6,700 is honestly the best value from Tampa. Like I know Palat's real cheap. I know points real cheap. I know ABB's real cheap, but we are literally getting one of the best players in all of fantasy right now in Victor Hedman. Um, you know, the shots in the block shots, especially haven't really been there, which is, kind of strange like he's definitely a better rate shooter or a rate blocked shot guy than this and particularly against uh carolina so you know i, I just i think that carolina will be firing and headman should sort of normalize and flirt with the three block shot bonus um and i just think that's on top of his obvious offensive uh you know mastery right now like he just he looks so dominant every time he's on the ice um, so he's a guy I really want to play, but I definitely do like you know Chris Letang and Seth Jones as correlation pieces as well. As we go a little bit cheaper, um, I, I think that Quinn Hughes is obviously in play if we're talking about a uh, game stack of Toronto Vancouver um, with no Alex Adler. You should expect Quinn Hughes to get even more than 23, 24 minutes, which is crazy. But um, you know, frankly, they don't have many other NHL defensemen to play. Nope. Um, so, you know, he's not going to be the guy who gets you there through volume, but he's going to be a guy who could put up three points. And of course, if he does that, you're going to want him on this slate. So, um, I do think he's very much implied and yeah, that that's about it. I do think, you know, I'm going cheaper or I'm going with the yeah, upside yeah. guys you mentioned, like Heiskanen and the other guys at the top. So anyone value stand out to you? I'll, I'll have a good amount of Brandon Montour. Um, I with Uyghur going out, I think he'll see even more minutes. I think he'll be up in the 20 range, and I, I, I think he's back. Like, I really do think that what we saw at the end of his Buffalo stint is, is going to continue on in Florida. He's going to have the rate shooting. He's going to have the chance to really make it happen. Um, 
Did he play power play one yet? I don't believe he did, right? He will never play power play one, DJ. I will not hear you. Um, but I will. I will have a decent amount of Bontor. Um, I, I don't. I honestly, I don't think Gandalf is a bad play. I really don't. I mean, especially if you like that game, like if you're game stacking it, which isn't, I think, great or bad. I mean, the one angle on the game stack is that it, it's been confirmed now that Spencer Knight's going to get his first NHL start. Um, from Friedman, it's, I mean, I guess you never know with Quenville, like he could change his mind, but, uh, Friedman's tweet was, and I quote, I retweeted already. Uh, Quenville says good chance Spencer Knight makes his NHL debut tomorrow versus Columbus. So I guess there's a little room, but if you could talk yourself into a rookie Ooh. goalie, giving yeah. up a couple of three, two, three against, yeah, I, he's not bad. He's a uh, 7,900, but I still think that's in play anyways. But anyways, though, back to the, what I was saying, I could see a scenario where you game stack it a bit. And if, Florida is, you know, trading chances and a high scoring game. Like Yando, I could talk myself into it is what I'm getting to. Um, and then after that, probably looking a lot cheaper. Um, there's like a few names that stand out. Um, is there anyone that you have first of all, before we get like super cheap? I want to um, ask you. Yeah. So I mentioned Mike Matheson already. Um, mm-hmm. He just had his quintessential blow up game against Buffalo, seven shots on goal, three block shots on Saturday. Um, follow it up with a one shot one block you know effort there but we saw earlier in the year like he was just nuts um, firing everything on that and it's there I think that he's the sort of guy who does have the upside you're looking for um, I also like I I don't think I mentioned this too much yet but like Kyle Palmieri and Brock Nelson stack them up with Nick Letty and you got a really cheap stack with a lot of time on ice and maybe they put together, you know, two, three goals between them. Um, and for those prices, that's definitely good enough um, to fit in, you know, the Toronto's, the whatever else, uh, the, the Pittsburgh's even, I think you could fit uh, with that three man. So Nick Letty, it's gross, but he does have at least three shots in three of his last four games. He has multiple shots in all four and also has six block shots over those last four games. So um, it's, there's worse plays you could make for sure. Um, and yeah, that, that's really a guy who I think is just a smidge too cheap for the upside. Um, and then of course I would just want to be like Saul and Jacob Slavin at 3.4 K yeah. he's, he's been really good. I'm not going to dispute that he's got the shot numbers. Of course, he's a guy who can block shots as well. Um, his last five games, he's averaging six shot attempts per game. So yeah, of course that's a bit skewed by a seven shot on goal effort, um, against Nashville, but he followed it up with a great game on uh, Monday as well, and 3400 He's frankly just too cheap, so um, he's definitely in play. But who do you have in mind? Uh, anyone yeah. else? I mean, I kind of on the other end was thinking Brady Shea, which is funny because I'm pretty sure you mentioned him in his lineup. But he that is also just consistently played, so. getting 20 minutes a night, um, and he had some power play exposure. Um, so I think that if you're playing some Carolina, like he's also in play. Yeah. Um, and then you also mentioned the Pittsburgh guy um, that I wanted. So I don't think we have to go too in depth if we gave I think okay. we have enough yeah. plays to, to move on with our lives. Yep. Um, Michael Delzato played like 26 minutes uh, with Seth Jones on Monday. So it's power play yeah. too. I, I, you know, it's not the best play. I think I hit, I struck gold on that Saturday where I played him and he had five shots and a goal. Um, but he definitely could, you know, block three shots and pay off his salary of just 2,900. You're not going to find a better minutes combination than he offers right now. So yeah, that's, that's about it. I mean, there's 
nobody who I think we're missing at the minimum salary who's like going to be a smash play of any sort. So uh, let's get over to some of our top stacks of the night. Uh, where are you thinking to lead us off? I mean, I think Pittsburgh one is is one of my favorites. Um, I think just getting either Crosby, Gensel, Tang, or Crosby, Gensel, Rusk is just really good. Maybe even all four of them. Um, New Jersey's dead. They're they're very dead. So yeah, Pittsburgh still playing to you know get that top. I think they're not too far back on Washington. Like they're still playing up to play for. Absolutely. Um, all right, I will go. With the uh, with the starting bid of Aho, Svechnikov, Dougie. I like it. I definitely like it. Um, and then I think the Barkov, Gusev, Montour. I know Yandel makes more sense. Just don't like, dude. Montour is like 4K. He's not a good play. I don't like, know what to do. Like he had 23 minutes today. He had one shot on goal, zero blocks. Like, you just you can't force it. Like, that's all I'm, I'm forcing saying. it. All I'm, I'm forcing it. All I'm saying. Fine. If you want to listen to me and win the GBP, play Montour. If you want to listen to Matt and lose, play Yandel. Or are you saying like just play like? Um, I mean that, that is a good. Honestly, I would probably try and stack that with Hornfist maybe. But I give. Yeah. I mean, I get what you're saying with Yandel. He's definitely a fine play as well. I probably would just rather play someone else though. Um, fine. But. Two man stacks for the win with your with your four man Pittsburgh stack. We nailed it. Screw that. Make it like an eight man Pittsburgh stack if you can. Anyway, um, okay. all right. And then I will go a little bit off the board for my second stack. Um, I, I want LA one. I, I do want a share of them. Dustin Brown. Uh, I, you know, like it, it's the freaking Ducks, man. Like they just gave up a bajillion shots to Vegas. Kopitar's really good. Um, I I can't explain why Anaheim's had some success against LA this year. You know, three games, and the top line has mostly been held in check. But they're at home. Um, I think that Kopitar wins out here, and his line is just really fairly priced. And yeah, I mean, I don't think they'll be owned at all. So uh, give that to me, especially on a later slate type lineup build. All right. With all that being said, we are getting to our guarantee goals, the best part of the entire show, for sure. I will start because I decided I would start, and I'm going to start with a first NHL goal Ooh. to Nick Robertson. 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 Hey, no. Hey, no, that's bold. Um, yeah, that minimum. saves me enough to get every player except for Matthews. <laughs> yes, uh, sadly, Austin Matthews have been priced out of guaranteed goal consideration. Yep. All right, for my first guaranteed goal, um, I'll take Brock Besser. 6,500, goals inbound, be bold, play Brock. Okay, so we got anyone I want, and of course, my stacks included, like, two of the most expensive players that I would have probably liked in my Crosby or Barkov. So I'm going to get real cheap here. Like this is going to be the cheapest guarantee goals that I've ever given. And I'm going with Jason Robertson. Both brothers <laughs> score on the same night. Don't well, what even. Do you, what do you think his parents are doing? Like, you know, one game on the iPad. They're listening, they're one listening on the... to this podcast and just sending me up a gift of thank you for putting this into the world and helping our, our sons realize their dreams of both scoring on the same night. It's going to be a magical night for the Robertson family. 
Got it. Okay. Hey, Mr. and Mrs. Robertson. As I think it was the Beatles, right? Yeah. But no, no. Was it? No, I got it. No, was it freaking Simon and Garfunkel? No. I have absolutely hey, no idea. Miss... So. It was Simon and Garfunkel. Yeah, yeah. I was right the second time. Good. Good for that. Um. All right. Did I even take a second guy? No. No. Okay. We, <laughs> we just took Besser. We went on and a then, bit of a tangent here. All right. Um, this, this was a fun guaranteed goal for me, and like, if they both score, everyone's gonna be just hashtag Miss Mr. and Mrs. Robertson night. It's gonna be great. <laughs> All the kids are doing it. Oh God, that's real good. At Simon um, and Garfunkel. All right. Um. Hmm. I want to go with. I'm not going to be that bold. I mean, it's, I guess it's a little bit bold. Uh, Gurionov keeps his hot streak going, um, scores another goal here against Detroit. Uh, 4,100 for him. He had three goals in the two games leading up to tonight, and on a technicality, kept that going by scoring in the shootout. Um, With it. The shootout winner. So, yeah, um, Dennis Gurionov keeping his goal streak going on Tuesday. So, all right, uh, DJ, anything before we get out of here? Um, no, just um, have fun, be safe. Um, I'm, I'm really hoping to get to a Sabres game before the year ends. So, um, yeah, that's, that's really all I got. Um, I'm trying to think if there's anything else good. Not, not really. You know what's great? You know what's weird about tomorrow's slate? There's only two six right now over-unders. All the rest are five and a half. Could you name those two six? Um, just looking at the games, New Jersey-Pittsburgh is one of them. Yep, that is one. And oh, Toronto, Vancouver. Yeah, Toronto, Vancouver. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I just I thought that was surprising. I thought there'd be more than that. I don't know why. I feel like the unders have been pretty strong actually, though, as of late. I don't know. Yeah, I mean it's tonight okay. they're tonight they're two and two. Looks like they could get to. Uh, well, I don't know. We'll see how Monday goes. But anyway, we'll be back here on Thursday. If you want to hear more about Tuesday's slate or yeah, Tuesday's slate, head on over to the Mayo Media Network where DJ and I are doing the hockey show over there. Uh, of course, you should know that by now, but uh, always a good time, you know, talking about the game from a betting standpoint and, you know, more generally, like able to cover more topics than just DFS. So um, big thanks to anyone who checks us out over there. So you can find me on Twitter at Fake Moods. DJ is at DJ underscore Mitchell 94. The podcast is at Morning Skate Pod, where DJ diligently goes through and, you know, collects all the news and notes you need to know. So just check out our, our timeline over there and you'll see a lot of the news we reference uh, being retweeted there. And also DM us to join that Discord because the Discord is very valuable. Um, it is the secondary repository for all the information. I would say more info goes into the Discord than our Twitter feed because, you know, it, it's just more immediate and more direct and easier to discuss in there. So I highly recommend you guys check that out as well. So uh, thank you all for listening. From Doug, from DJ, from myself, happy slate, everybody, and we will see you.